The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. First and ten, it's play action. Tannehill in trouble, and down he goes. Montez Sweat with his first sack of the season. Tannehill in trouble again, and down he goes. Montez Sweat is having a day. Here's a play made by the defense for the touchdown. Montez Sweat. He's another one of these young players that better get used to hearing his name. He's going to be one of the greats in the NFL. There you go. That's the player the Bears are getting after giving up the their own second-round pick uh, today at the trade deadline and also the late-breaking news that Jalen Johnson is staying put after shopping himself around with his agent to numerous teams looking for a possible uh, deal as well. So he's coming back. Maybe the Bears can get him signed uh, for the long term. They're hopeful of that. Courtney Cronin uh, joins us to sum it all up. She's brought to you by Purple Wave Auction as we are broadcasting live from Hallis Hall right now. Courtney, it's a busier day than we thought it was going to be, especially after um, Ryan Poles told Jeff Joniak on our pregame show that he thought it was going to be a laid-back trade deadline for the Bears. Came at a point that we didn't know the score of Washington Philly yet. And, you know, the reporting that was done that day was that a lot hinged for Washington on what they would do. Would they be buyers? Would they be sellers if they were able to beat the Eagles and then they lose? And now they offload two of their biggest assets on defense. Like, this is going to be a really tough, um, you got to feel for Ron Rivera. Of course, right now it feels like he's, you know, in a lame duck position with a new owner. But how do you go? motivate your guys to go beat the Patriots when you don't have Montez Sweat or Chase Young anymore. Um, that's going to be a really difficult task. But, you know, when Ryan Pohl said he anticipated it would be quieter, um, you know, it all depended on what other teams were willing to bring to the table as far as tradable assets. And that's why Montez Sweat, you know, finds his way to Chicago today. And I assume that the team just officially announced it. We'll get a chance to hear from him at some point this week once he passes the physical and, uh, you know, gets settled in Chicago. Courtney, are you hearing any whispers about a contract extension for him? Because it would seem very unlikely you'd give up a second-round pick for a player that is going to reach free agency at the end of this year. Yeah, it would seem unlikely, which is why when when we hear the news that he's getting traded this morning and sources I'm checking in with around the league, we're all kind of asking the same question. Do they have a deal in place? Because, you know, this isn't the NBA where you have like guys on expiring contracts. I mean, they're trading for the right to pay him. Um, he's 27 years old. He has six and a half sacks this season, 33 and a half in his career. Very clearly, they see the upside there for what he adds, not now, uh, but you know, for a two and sixteen, but for beyond this season. You'd you'd really think like the the lot the only logical reason that you do this is because you want to pay him and have somebody in the fold beyond this season. But as far as we know right now, there is no deal in place. We have not heard of an extension yet, but that's got to be one of the top priorities. It's not get him in here, see how he does in the defense. I mean, he can play in a 3-4, he can play in a 4-3, 
but it's not giving him a test approving ground. Like this is somebody very clearly envisioned as part of the future and extension should be among some of the first things, uh, orders of business that are done with him and not just waiting until the, until the off season, because what's again, what kind of message does that send? If, if you bring this guy in, first off, you don't pay one of your own players, which we can get to the numbers that you know are out there, kind of what we, what we know, what we don't, but, you know, the optics of that to go get somebody and then tag them in the off season. Like, look, they've got a lot of needs and that's not, uh, that's not up for debate, but if you're bringing a player like this in, you damn sure better be like prepared to pay him uh, considering what you're giving up to get him. What did, what did you make of the, uh, of the deal to begin with giving up a, a second year in a row, Courtney, them giving up a really high second round pick to go get a player. Yeah, it's the number 35 pick in the draft right now. So, of course, you know, like it or not, you have to think about what happened last year when they did this exact same thing. And, yes, Chase Claypool was on his rookie deal still. He had another year on it, um, and they were hoping that you'd be able to get a player in here to make it work, and you give up that pick. That fails. This one cannot. Jobs are on the line uh, with this pick right here. So, I think this is polls, you know, shooting for shooting for a like, you know, a high risk or rather high reward. Um, the risk shouldn't, you know, the risk is only there if it doesn't work out. If somehow he's just not a fit in this defense, not a fit in this locker room, which now some of the things that I had been hearing out of Washington with all of those alphas that they have up front, it's like having four 20 point scores in basketball and none of them could figure out how to play together. Um, you know, some of the things that I had been hearing kind out of, like of the Washington. Bulls. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go that route, that's uh, that's one way to look at it. But, like, think about it. Think about how much talent they had on that defensive line in Washington, whether it was those two, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, yet the team couldn't figure out its hand from its foot. Like, you had a lot of money invested in those players up front, yet somehow they just couldn't make it work. And I think there were too many alphas on that defense, um, and this could be addition by subtraction. But that doesn't mean that getting Montez Sweat in a new environment, Chase Young in a new environment, are, you know, they're still great players and they're still going to be able to produce. But I, I, I think that the the reward here for Ryan Poles is that he can show he can get this right, that he can make a take a big swing. You know, there are a lot of teams that were trying to get in on Montez Sweat and on Chase Young today that weren't willing to part with that sort of draft capital, and you know, the Bears had that additional first round pick in 2024. So it's not like they're giving up, you know, it's not like it's a, you know, a day two pick that they won't be able to see again. They'll still have, you know, a third round pick and, you know, who knows if they'll be able to get something else back if they end up trading one of those first rounders. But nonetheless, you're doing this for the longer term, knowing that your pass rush is not good. Um, even though they made additions to it this off season, it's still not good. Unique and Gakwe and Demarcus Walker have not, um, you know, not been able to pressure the quarterback very well, and you ha- you're bringing somebody in here to not just help with that, but this is supposed to help this defensive line take a big step. Say this about Ryan Pauls. he goes right back to the play. He takes those big swings. He's not scared mm-hmm. of them. I don't think you can be. I don't think you can be. Not in a market like this. Not in a situation where you know where it's looking like there's going to be a lot of turnover internally in that organization next year, and you know. He's got to make sure he's doing what, you know, not just for like the better, the betterment of the team, of course, it's number one, but these are moves that reflect on him and his own job security and his own viability in this position. 
I, you know, if there's a move like that that you think is necessary for your for your defense to can to you know to grow to get this thing still off of the ground floor of the rebuild, you make that move. And you know, he's not he's he's anything but risk averse. He's definitely taken some big swings. Some of them haven't worked out, but it doesn't scare him off from trying to do it again. On this note or on this topic, Courtney, uh, if you can try and read the tea leaves, I guess the the answer to the the question I was going to ask is yes. Does does Ryan Poles have job security. Would Kevin Warren allow him to make a move like this if, in fact, he was also being evaluated? And and if you can also kind of project, does this have any impact on how you feel Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren feel about their existing head coach? Let's start with that, the latter, because I've seen some things floating around that I vehemently disagree with, that this is, you know, these two things are not mutually exclusive, that they brought Montez sweat in here and that means that it's a vote of confidence in Matt Eberflus uh, for next year I don't think that that's what this in- indicates at all they brought a good player in because they found um, a good player available I mean it's a very expensive price tag that you need to work need out a pass rush, yeah. but but yeah like I mean they, they literally have tried everything at this point and this is one of the you know, one of their more expensive moves on that end at that position. Like, they hadn't paid for a pass rusher the way that they just did, um, knowing they haven't actually paid for him yet, but, um, you know, with an extension. But, like, a, giving up a second-round pick, a very high second-round pick, that's that's no – that's you know, that's a pretty penny. But I don't think this has anything to do as far as, like, what this foreshadows for Matt Eberflus. Look, they're a 2-6 and six team, and even yesterday you could hear what Eberflus was saying – about um, you know the trade deadline, like when he was asked about that, I thought his answer was kind of curious. He said that that's Ryan and his department, um, what they're working on. That's kind of the first time it didn't sound like it was, you know, the the collectively putting heads together sort of thing and trying to better the roster collectively. That sounded like not saying people working in silos, but that sounded like this was a decision that was not um, not one that he may have had like a you know complete say in because I don't really honestly think that it factors into you know his job security one way or the other. Any um, any more on uh, Montez Sweat before we move to Jalen Johnson? I, I I'll say this um, you know because we will look at this trade at the deadline and think okay well and this factors into Jalen Johnson like you're willing to you weren't willing to pay your own player right now. doesn't mean that they won't in the future, but you brought somebody else in that you were willing to give up a lot for. And there's going to be people who say, well, that's not the right way to do business. you got to reward your homegrown players, even if they weren't your player, first before you do that. This team has a ton of needs next year. It might, you know, certainly quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, um, a couple more skill players, maybe even a, another and different head coach. Like, it's not the dumbest thing to, to think that they should get started on that early when they can look at players that might fit into their system regardless of what the actual scheme is, meaning, you know, if it's, if it's Eberflus's defense, if it's somebody else's defense, that's why they made this move, because they had to upgrade the pass rush. It wasn't going to get any better from now until 2024 without making additions, and this was one way to accomplish that. I want to read you something that Josina Anderson tweeted about Jalen Johnson. Uh, She tweeted extra tidbits on Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson, who, of course, is now staying. 
A trade to send the Bears corner did not get done today, and I'm told that Johnson does not plan to engage in contract extension talks for the rest of the season. Johnson intends to be a pro about the situation and plan for the possibility that he may not get traded. I'm also told that offers were made for Johnson, but that some teams evidently felt the cost was too high. Courtney, what do you what do you make that Johnson is saying now that he's done engaging with the Bears on contract extension talks? I think that personally I don't think they were ever going to pay him at the price that he wanted to be paid at. And they made that decision in the off season because like, and I don't know where this came from, but the idea that he had a good game against the Raiders, all of a sudden he should be paid decisions aren't made in a vacuum. Like think about that logically. Cause you, you guys were hearing that like, Oh man, like now are they going to pay, pay Jalen Johnson? Yes. The trade deadline was kind of a inflection point for maybe getting something done. But just because a receiver has a really good game or any other position, like you don't pay guys off of one performance. Teams pay for picks. Um, he's been one of the better corners in the NFL this year. But it didn't. If they weren't going to pay him in August, they weren't going to pay him now. Like not at the price that he's clearly asking for. And some of the things that I was hearing when I landed uh, back from Los Angeles this morning was that it was you know they, they around midnight they gave him the opportunity to go explore a trade so his agent had about 15 16 hours to try to get a package together and the bears asking price remember the bears have to sign off on that to trade him they're not taking anything less than a second round pick for him they just gave up one um and they want something like that in return if they are going if they were going to part ways with a player like Jalen Johnson so it never felt to me, and, and just kind of from talking with some people throughout, um, you know, throughout the organization the last couple of months, it never felt like this was something that was going to get done. If it didn't get done in the offseason, it didn't feel like it was any closer to getting done at any point during the season. So then what happens in the offseason, this offseason? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks because imagine him going back into the office tomorrow after all this and, like, I asked a few sources around the league today, what would you pay Johnson? What's his market? I think I told you guys, like what, you know, I was throwing out a figure a couple of weeks ago, three years, 50, $51 million in that range. And the range that I got back speaking with a few execs uh, on other teams was somewhere between 17 and like 18 at the very tops, uh, 17 or 18 a year. So that's, re- that's right in that range. Can the bears afford that? Sure. But if their number is that far off, and we don't know what Jalen Johnson's number is, that's still kind of the one that's out there uh, that's not out there yet to figure out how far off these two sides were. But, you know, I think that he's looking at this saying, what did he say last week? He wanted respect and security. That's what, you know, what every player wants when, they have it, when they're up for contract extension talks. And that never came to fruition. So, He's gonna. He'd be wise to test the market. I mean, this this today was a test from the front office of the Chicago Bears to go out and see what the market actually is for your player because this is the Bears' way of telling him, his agency, like the number that you guys want for for your client um, is not feasible or attainable. Otherwise, that probably would have happened. But then again, there you know. In the offseason, you take away the element of having to give up draft capital for a player that you want to pay. Um, and that's how some teams might operate. But, no, I mean, he's, he'll be wise to test free agency because you wouldn't 
Otherwise, he would have just signed a deal, whatever the Bears had on the table, because I don't think that it's gonna, anything's going to necessarily change their mind the rest of the season because they showed you going into the season who they wanted to pay. They paid one player. That's what, that was their prerogative, and that's what they were going to do, and they weren't planning to really move off of that. So I don't think that anything necessarily changes from the way that the Bears number isn't going to change on Jalen Johnson. It's, now it's up to him to go – get the best deal he can, whether it ends up being in Chicago or somewhere else. Courtney, shifting gears a little bit uh, with regard to this game upcoming against the Saints. We talked to Coach Eberflus yesterday, and and he declared that Sunday Tyson Bajan is going to be the starter and Justin is still day-to-day. We were surprised that he was willing to make that statement on a Monday, something he hasn't done in the past. What do you make of that? I don't understand why they didn't put him on IR to begin with. Um, you know, not necessarily saying that, that they needed that roster spot for anything, but, you know, Eberflus said yesterday to, you know, after he was on with you guys that he does anticipate him back in that four-week window, but why you're going to rule him out immediately for the Saints game at the beginning of the week, which he has not done. You're right. right. Like, he's been put in it saying, like, doubtful on Monday the last two games. You expect them then to come back in a short week against the Panthers? That kind of seems unrealistic. So, I I think that this is this is something that you know they were trying to be trying to operate in good faith without having to like think about long term stuff with surgery or anything else. And that's not the route that they're clearly going to go. But he clearly needs more time. Um, you know, if they're willing to like be that quick about it early in the week, he clearly has a ways to go before he can be a functional quarterback with a functional thumb in his throwing hand. So I, I, you know, maybe it's a little bit of remorse at this point that they didn't go ahead and put him on injured reserve just to kind of protect him from himself and just the thought of having to rush back and clearly not putting himself in a situation where you want to get hurt and put bad film out there on yourself. But it's, you know, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, even Tyson Bajan kind of hinted at that when we were talking to him in Los Angeles after the game Sunday that, He's talking about taking it into, you know, taking what he learned from that loss into the next week and applying, you know, the good and the bad. And I won't say he like slipped by saying that, but I just I think he's had the indication that he's going to be the starter, not just for two games, but for a couple games. Um, what do you make of the concept? And again, I, Justin is as competitive and, and, and team oriented guy as there is in that locker room. But but he's being evaluated right now. Do you believe that, that he's having conversations with his representatives about don't come back unless you're 100% healthy because whatever tape you put out Absolutely. there. So Absolutely. You, yeah. Like, it's, it's, no, it's only a detriment to himself if he rushes back and right. plays poorly because, you know, at this point, you know, the way that I, if you were to ask me, what is the core, I think if, we've talked about this. Like, what does the quarterback situation look like? going into 2024, it looks like a quarterback competition in training camp or during, um, you know, OTAs because in mini camp, because you have a, two of the highest draft picks in the draft right now, two of the top three draft picks. Um, you can't not draft a quarterback. You really can't. And that doesn't mean that Justin Fields won't be the guy in 2024 necessarily, but you do yourself no service. If you're Ryan Poles, like you get one shot at drafting a quarterback. If you're a general manager in the NFL and he's got to take that opportunity, but they've, you know, it's unfortunate the way that things have played out this season with the injury to Justin Fields, kind of limiting what they can evaluate and how long they'll have to evaluate him the rest of the way. But 
in in no way would that be smart business for Justin Fields to hurry back to like get his job back more or less because a we know that like he's still the starting quarterback of this team at no point have they maintained that they're going to like you know if Tyson Bajan plays great that all of a sudden you know he would earn that role no I mean Justin Matty Berflus has said the right things and the necessary things he's had to when it comes to that but Fields does himself no favors if he comes back and looks, you know, like a shell of himself out there because that's tape that other teams, that if it does come to a trade and they're evaluating you and figuring out whether you fit with what, you know, the Bears might be asking and, and you know, if they want to try to move him, then you have to have good tape, not bad tape out there of what it looks like when you are playing, you know, post-injury. Yeah, yeah agreed. But if, if there's something you said in there. You think it, there's a possibility they could draft a quarterback high and keep Fields? I would not be surprised if they go about it in the way that they have a battle in, uh, you know, in the off season. Wow. And there's, and I think of that for a number of reasons, because if they don't feel like they have a true evaluation on fields yet, they want to give him every last opportunity. That's one way to do it. He may not, I mean, he may say trade me. I mean, nobody's, you know, nobody has any sort of reporting on that, or we don't have any indication if that would be something that he'd be, you know, game for or not. But I don't, I'm just being honest with you guys, but this team can't, this team has not been able to develop a quarterback. Like why would they not give themselves every opportunity with the most amount of personnel they can to figure out the right guy for the job? Like until they can show you that they can do that. I think that that is not off the table in the slightest. Interesting. Anything else we need to know, Courtney? It's going to be real interesting to go to Hallis this week to kind of hear what players think about, you know, you know, one thing that, but Paul said with Joniak, um, I thought was interesting. He said, we're in a, we're at a place uh, that they want to like reward their players, like homegrown players. And they want to pay homegrown talent. Of course, that didn't happen um, at the trade deadline. And I don't think like we were talking about that it was going to happen at the price of, of where, you know, how far off this, both sides are. But I'm curious to see what this does to, um, you know, to the defense, to the locker room and kind of what players attitudes are about this, because just, Kind of, if you're reading between the lines of you know, things that have been said, actions, all that stuff, it does feel like there has been somewhat of a disconnect in recent weeks as things are starting to turn around. Like when you hear Cole Komet, when we're talking to him after the game, and he says that he doesn't believe the very, you know the trip physicality traveled from Chicago. That's what he said when I asked him about that on on Sunday. And then you had the head coach saying, "No, I didn't think there was an issue with the physicality." Like you've got the guy who invented the hits principle saying one thing and then the players carrying out the hits principle saying another, like, what the hell is that? Like, I just, there's, there's, there's something, and I'm not saying that this is anything groundbreaking or new, but I am curious now we're at the halfway point. It seems two and six. They're very clearly looking towards next year while still trying to figure out what they have with this group this year. Like, you know, do we see, do we see that take an effect on the locker room too? Also knowing that like Jalen Johnson was one of those is one of a revered player, like a revered player in this locker room, a culture fit, you know, a, a stand up guy. Like he's really well respected. Like does that rub other players wrong in this locker room? Not saying that those players have much leverage at this point, but how does that make the rest of the locker room feel that once again, when we see an opportunity for the team to pay somebody that came from a different staff but came up through this team that they they haven't done that yet. I'm just that's going to be something I look forward to um, uncovering the next couple of weeks. Real quick, 
do they announce an extension for Sweat in the next 48 hours? You'd think that that would be among the first orders of business, but I honestly, I mean, we have, you know, it's been very quiet on the front of are they close on numbers? Are they coming up with something? I don't know if we'll hear from Ryan Poles. Last year at the trade deadline, he talked several times, but that would be something logically you'd think that, but I just, I don't know if we can rule out that they would end up, you know, going the next nine games or whatever and then saying, all right, we'll deal with it in the off season. Courtney, great stuff. We appreciate you. Thank you. There you go. No media is here. We're at House Hall right now. We're hoping we could convince Poles to uh, come down. I know. Ryan! He, he, uh, yeah. Ryan! You you text him. He's your BC guy. Uh, He did release a statement, very uh, short and to the point statement. Very short and to the point. I'll read you that when we come back. And we'll take your calls. 312 332 3776. Uh, again, the two notes, um, the Bears have acquired Montez Sweat uh, for a second-round pick. He was going to be a free agent. There is one NFL guy, though, who does games for a living, who do think the Bears got the better end of the deal. How about that? We need to call this man, too. Stink. He, yes. And, um, and then Jalen Johnson was not dealt today after uh, he was uh, looking for a deal with other teams. He is coming back to the Bears, at least for now. So we'll take all your phone calls, 332-3776. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Yes, come on in. Waddle's World, live from Hallis Hall. Brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Meller and I were having the conversation again about the life-size bobblehead of Coach Ditka. And I told Meller that I'd love to buy one, but my price would probably be capped at three grand. He thinks it, it could be done for, for less than that. I don't believe it could be done for less than that. My initial response was, I was like, wow, that's aggressive. What do you think that? I bet I, I didn't think, I think that's a 10 grand bobblehead. Ah, I've 10 said, grand? I said 10 between grand. five and yeah. 10. I thought that, that yeah. that's 10 grand. Feel like we can get that manufactured for much cheaper, uh, but it's got to be of that quality. That quality yeah, is second to none. You sure. could probably three D print that thing for very cheap. Three D print it. Yeah. I will give you a thousand dollars to three D print that and deliver it to my house. I, I'll I'm, give you fifteen hundred, Tyler. Five hundred for you and a thousand for it. If in fact that's what's doable, I'll look into it. This seems yeah. like a project that might uh, be a. If you lucrative. can deliver that same exact thing to my house, that is. That is well worth fifteen. There's got to be there's got to be a carpenter out there who could do this for a while. Carpenter? Well, well, who would make it? Not a carpenter. Not a carpenter. It's not made of wood. It would have to be some sort of fabricator, some sort of manufacturer. I don't know. 
By the way, did you And then you I'll see have one of you made as well. A couple of things. Uh, Tyler just sent us something very interesting, too. Ryan Poles' statement um, is from Adam Johns. I guess this is... I don't know. I don't think he's doing any rounds or anything. I hope he comes downstairs yell for Ryan again. The door's open now, too. Ryan! Ryan! Nope, nothing. Uh, so the statement says, Montez is a huge addition to our team. He is not only a great player, but a great person. We expect him to help elevate our defense. That's the statement. Uh, my uh, my thought would be that soon after you'll get a statement saying we've extended him. I hope because so. Because there will be hand-wringing and teeth gnashing if, in fact, that's not announced sooner rather than later. Can you imagine sending him out there to play in the game against the Saints or the, the Thursday after that against the Carolina Panthers? Well, who who would, like, if he gets hurt, who would that who would that hurt more, him or, or the Bears? It would hurt everybody. You've given up a second-round pick on, you know, something. You don't want that to happen. No, but, of course not. Tyler, Tyler just sent us this, that uh, Joe Douglas that, yeah. went on record saying that they are expecting Aaron Rodgers to be back this season. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, the, no. Gi- the Giants coughing that game up to on Sunday was huge for the Jets. That defense yes. is really, really good. Zach Wilson is awful. So they're but they're hanging around. They are they're four are they four and three? The four and three. They're so, four. It's a miracle they're four yeah. and three. Yes. Um, and then uh Cap sent us this that Mark Schlereth said that uh Montez Sweat is out in as uh, is an outstanding player. I agree. And you remember he's a former Washington player, and you're only getting a second rounder back. Don't feel like I would have made the trade. He's leaving via free agency. They were fortunate to get a second yeah. quarterback. back. So we should talk to Stink. Um, all right, should we kill the music and just take calls? Yeah, it's take your world. Calls. You tell let's me. Take some calls. I want Tyler to announce before we get done with the show today that he has found someone to fabricate a Pitka bobblehead. Same exact style. I have. I'll tell you what. I found a website for life-size bobbleheads. Okay. And there's a page for pricing. I'm going to email them. Okay. I'm going to send them a photo. Send it to Tyler. Because I can't. What I can't uh, come. Well, in I'm not and giving and... you the same. You're rich. I'm not giving you the same deal <laughs> okay. as I'm giving sure. Tyler. Did I mention this that they made like ten of these? Have I already said because I don't know that they made ten of these and they used to be around uh, the Chicagoland area like a few years. I think for the Bears' 100 anniversary. Yes. Well, we took. A I remember. Yeah, I remember to the Urlacher one. Yeah, out there on Wacker. Right, but there were like ten. There were ten Ditkas. Oh, I'll take uh, one. Yeah, of those. and then so I don't know where the other nine have. Been relocated to. My only question is, are we going to get into some infringement of copyright if we uh, go to a you know a, a private service? You. I'm just asking that's the question. You. Will they that's, be like, we can't produce risk. a Ditka without Ditka's or approval? Or you can contact somebody Maybe that's willing to sell it to me. The Bears should gift one to Waddle for all that he did for this team. They there gifted him that sweet, sweet jacket. That is did sweet as that? hell. Put that up letter, the, yeah. Can you model that for the Twitch? Yeah, Twitch? Yeah, can, of course. Like, I thought, I, can we get some music? The Catwalk song? Do you know what the bonus was? sexy my shirt. The bonus was that I thought my daughter took this with her to California. And she didn't. This I, looks like what I, I was putting on it. This looks like a high school letterman's jacket. Damn yeah. right. Stuff, except, your, stuff your ass in a locker. Yeah. Except this is a Bears do a pose. night jacket. Do a pose. That, do a pose for Twitch. Tyler, look at that, that. I told you when I walked in, I loved the jacket. And my first response was that sweet, sweet NFC logo. 
that just makes it. You know how they make those commercials for like NFL. Walk in front of the camera. Walk right in front. front. Walk in front. No, do, a little, do a little. Do a little. Yeah. Do a little. Do a little muscle pose. Give me a little. Uh, I can't do that. I have a really bad shoulder. Point to the right back. Now. Point to the back of the. I, I can only Chicago do one Bears. See. You can see now the front uh, and the logo. It. Come on. It's nice pleather. I don't believe it's leather. I think leather would be too expensive. They got to save their. They got. They got to save. Come on, really. They got to save. They got to save the cash for the uh, sweat extension. extension. Uh, And instead of the year, you know how you used to put the year on the side. Yep. It just says uh, seven and nine. Yeah. On the side for Waddle's Waddle's average record as a player. That's right. Seven and nine. Yeah. Love it. I'd take Jackets. seven and nine right now. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, that was the last time you were seven and nine. Yeah. That's right. I don't want seven and nine. Not this no, year, Kevin. That's true. I don't want seven wins. Now that they've already started Mont- this way. Montez Sweat's going to come up with a couple of sacks in week 18 to clinch that fifth or sixth win for the Bears. Drop us back to pick 10 or 11. Well, who knows? Maybe they turn into ne- uh, the, the Lions then. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, you By the to... way, um, I am one in the camp that believes if, in fact, they do draft a quarterback, that they will trade their existing quarterback. Yeah, Courtney we was talking, saying we that the, the competition. That. Yeah. And then they get – because he still has value if you yeah, elect, I, if you elect he, to... I heard Carmen – the reason I mentioned it is I heard Carmen and Yurko talking about it today, and I agree with Yurko 100%. If, in fact, they decide to go in the other direction, they're, they're, if they draft a quarterback, whether they're drafted first, second, third, or wherever it is early in the first round, I, I think that they move, they move on. All right, let's take these calls. Can I get to uh, – I'm going to go a little out of order here for the guys back at the shop. Let me go to Nick in Norwich. Nick, you're on ESPN 1000. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure. So apparently Ryan Poles is going to be Phil Emery for Halloween (laughs) because I just don't understand between Brian Burns, Josh Allen, Chase Young, and Montez Sweat, he should not have panicked. One of them would have fallen to free agency. And then you have plenty of cap space. If you have to overpay a little, you overpay a little. Since they didn't announce an extension right off the bat, can his agent just basically be like, we want $30 million a year, and if you're going to franchise us, we won't show up to camp. I mean, the could. Bears have no leverage in this. It's fair. And now we don't have a second rounder to get a center, which has been a glaring hole for years. Right, right. That, again, that's prime center spot, but it's prime really any good player spot in I, early I would, second round. I would think that for the reason you mentioned and with the, the trepidation in your voice, which I share, I would think that Ryan Poles doesn't make this deal without a wink-wink and a nod-nod that the extension is something that they – Definitely will get done. Yeah, like that. If not, even though it's not in writing, there's with agents when you when you when you come up with parameters to go back on that. That's really that's bad stuff. Like I, I would hope that that this is being drawn up. It's just it takes a while after lawyers with lawyers and stuff like that have to to. To read everything, right? I mean, it, it takes a while to get a contract done, doesn't it? Or at least a days after the deal. The, the paperwork probably still hasn't been approved on the trade, right? Even though the trade has been agreed upon, doesn't isn't there a process? The physical. Right. It's yeah. got to pen the physical. Yeah. And, and it, the, the paperwork had to be filed through the league office on the trade. 
So I'm sure, like, before the contract extension can be filed, um, uh, there's got to be other stuff that goes through before a contract extension could be announced. I, I hope. I, I hope common sense um, prevails here. Um, let's go to Don and Mokina. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Donnie? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, following up on, like, what Courtney said, though, and then I'll just listen to what you guys got to say. Uh, I mean, it says sweat on the back of his jersey. It doesn't say Watt. It doesn't say Bosa. So I need you guys to convince me that this guy even has the chance to be like a top-tier defensive player. And then to what she said, I just have no faith in Poles' ability to make these decisions mid-game, like mid-season. His track record, like of experience and their prior performance is our best gauge to see whether or not they'll be success. His in-season trades have been horrific, so zero confidence there. And I'm curious what you guys got. I'm trying to think what, but besides Chase Claypool, what else? What else is there? Is he thinking though, trading away Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn as well? The trade aways. The the Quinn deal was a good deal. Got a fit. He did nothing for Philly, and Roquan's played really well for the Ravens. I think that's undeniable. They were smitten with him. They gave him the extension right away. You got a second round pick, for right? Him. What it's did he do? About... What was the second? Was that Tyreek Stevenson? What did we I believe? I, I so think... I'm pretty and sure Tyreek Stevenson's one of their better players. Yeah, um, I, I think Montez Sweat is a really good football player. I think that he immediately becomes your best, you know, front four guy for sure. I, I mean, I, I and Gakwe can rush the passer, but he's not the same player. A full. You know, all the way around against the run in the pass. I think he's a really good player. What he's worth? Is he worth what they're paying T.J. Watt? I don't think he's. No, the same he's player. not going to get that. T.J. Watt is is getting what twenty five million? Yeah, Bosa got Bosa got the highest contract in the offseason. They're not going to pay him that. I'm thinking so, twenty yeah. million a year. I think it's going to be closer to twenty five. Yeah, T.J. gets twenty eight per year. Okay, with a. And this, he signed a couple years ago, too. What does Max Cro- uh, Crosby, Crosby get? gets 23.5 per year. That's he signed a $94 million uh, value, total value. When did he sign it? A couple years ago? Or is that He didn't sign it. That's fairly recently, he? wasn't it? But that's the neighborhood you're in. 2022 is when. Yeah, so it's so a year old. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the neighborhood you're in. He's never had 10 sacks in a year, has no? he? No. He's he on pace not. for that this, this year. year but, he's on pace, yeah. But the concern is, too. Will Sweat have a harder time getting to the quarterback with those elite rushers it's, that the the Commanders have? It's the there. question Yurko asked. It's a good one. Can he be the the you know the Type A guy, or he can be the lead dog, so to speak? Can he he's great the against guy? the run. Like yeah. like he's not he's a one well-rounded of those, yeah. uh, defensive end. Which is not, like can a he lot be of times alpha is the question. Yeah, a lot of times the edge rushers that is something they don't always prioritize. He does though. He's got like one of the best. Run uh, run grades. He's excellent as a player. I mean, he's a very good player. I'll tell you this: rewatching the the Commanders game, you'll see Chase Young was the most disruptive player on that front four by far. Chase Young was. Chase Young was no question in my mind. Where um, was Montez? Montez Sweat he got was that I thought he was better than the two interior. I thought the two interior guys we handled pretty well. But I Chase Young to me was the most impressive defensive player. I just don't think he can pass everybody's. Physicals. All right, more of your calls coming up. What do you make of the the deal? And then uh, Jalen Johnson not getting dealt. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I've got some fun stuff later in the show too. Did you ever hear the Dabo Sweeney phone call from me? I have not heard it. Uh, I want to play that for you later in the four o'clock hour. Okay. Yes. Um, because that that has been making the rounds, and I want to see whose side you're on 
when it comes to that. I also have an interesting scenario for you from a former athlete, something he discovered. It's a good Halloween story, too. Why is it a good Halloween story? I don't know. I just thought it would make a good Halloween story. 312-332-3776. Busy day. We're at Hallis Hall. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. Opinion coming in on the Bears trade to acquire Montez Sweat. He is uh he's still young. And uh the Bears uh get him for a second rounder. That's the, the big debate is could you have waited till free agency? Someone would have traded for him, would they have signed him, or would they have rented him? Would they would would it have been a more of a contending team? Looking to rent him. Like a lot of people are mad about the Chase Young deal. Did they read the Chase Young deal? Did the 49ers got Chase Young for a third round pick? And that's going to be a late third round pick because uh, the Niners, first of all, draft late. This is a compensatory pick. And I think that's going to be at the end, even later than where they draft. It's going to be at the end of where everyone drafts. Think the about third it. Round. The sweat picks almost a first rounder and the, and the, the young pick's almost a fourth-rounder. Right, right. But but a couple of things come into play. Remember what Cap reported yesterday. We could even replay that at a four when we have some more time. Cap reported yesterday, we played it on our show yesterday, that someone in the league had told them that the medicals, that the Bears were out on Chase Young because the medicals were not good, mm-hmm. the long-term medicals. So, like, if you were buying on Chase Young, it would be more of a short-term buy and not on something that you would trade for him and then sign in a, in a four- or five-year deal, that you just didn't like the medicals. Um, so so you're not trading for him to sign him long-term, like hopefully the Bears are doing with Montez Sweat here. Um, that That's one thing. And then they're, so they're renting. So bad medicals, and then they're looking to rent him. Yeah, I don't think the 49ers are looking to re-sign him. Look, a second-round pick is a high price to pay. It really is. And, and currently, as Courtney told us, it's the 35th pick in the upcoming draft. Now, that could change based on how the Bears perform going forward and the other teams. But right now, if the draft was held next week, it would be the 35th pick of the draft. The one thing is, is like... Listen, a second-round pick, there is, there's risk attached to a second-round pick. This is a proven player. He's been in the NFL for a long time, you know, five years or whatever it is. He's an established player. Uh, so you do you you get all of that risk out of the way, but it is a, it's a stiff price. To right, pay. right. They're like the the uh, the the counter argument to that is you could have had both. Absolutely. Like you could have the risk of the second-round pick and a pass rusher on free agency. Correct. You, you could still have both. So um, that's the whole thing. Do you need to go out and trade for that would-be free agent now? If it's not sweat, you can still go out and sign someone else who's comparable. James on the Kennedy, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? Hey, guys. Uh, first, I'm really glad that we didn't let Jalen go. I think that he deserves to get paid and would love to have that position locked down for years to come. But I'm really having a hard time getting excited about this sweat trade because 
he's the same guy as Yannick. I mean, he's never even had as good of a season as Yannick has had. Yannick's worst season was eight sacks. This guy's best season is nine. He's had his entire career on an elite defensive line with guys alongside him. That's going to be nowhere near caliber of guys he has playing next to him on the Bears. What is it about him that makes us think that he's going to be elite? Because hearing that he's such a great run defender makes me only slightly more excited than when we traded for Nikhil Harry and hearing about how great of a run blocker he is. You're comparing him to Nikhil Harry. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just about what we're getting excited about. Like, great, he's good against the run. That's nice in a league that really focuses on the pass now. Right. Look, get the E word out of your mouth. He's not elite. Um, but he's also a, a much better, well-rounded football player than Ngakwe is. It's why Ngakwe doesn't sign more than a one-year deal with any team. It's because he's a hired gun he's a who will get, some, he will get some sacks every now and then, and that's really it. Montez Sweat is a three-down football player who, who grades out well in all facets of the game. Yeah, he's a better player than Ngakwe. Um, he's a good football player. Like, you, you're a better football team. This team needs a pass rush. Um, Montez Sweat makes you a better football team. The price was high, but, um, again, I think that, to be honest with you, I think that they felt a lot about him the way they felt about about Chase Claypool last year. They wanted to get out in front of the, you know, the rest of the, the league, especially in free agency. Uh, I'm sure they were scared or they were concerned that somebody was going to trade for Sweat and then re-sign him, and then he wasn't going to be available as a free agent. So that's why they decided to give away a, a second-round pick, a pretty hefty price. All right, let's uh, line up your calls. We'll take all of your calls coming up. We'll have plenty of time to do them here. We're guest-free for the next hour. Jalen Johnson staying. The Bears made a big trade today for Montez Sweat, but did they overpay for a guy who was going to be a free agent? 312-332-3776. Why didn't they trade for Chase Young, who was had by the 49ers for basically, like Waddle said, almost a fourth-round pick? I'll play you what Cap had to say uh, yesterday. We'll play you that here on the other side. So it's all coming up. We're live at Hallis Hall, by the way. It's Waddle and Sylvie.